And sometimes it's not even about proving people wrong, it's about proving yourself wrong. What just happened? Like we just we were just playing around. Negativity now thrives way more than something that's really positive. Hey, my name is Chilu Lemba. The guest today on Z Flashback is arguably the biggest star in Zambia, Maki 2. Need I say more? Remember, you can also watch this episode on YouTube. Search for Z Flashback. We put some clips on other social media platforms and they have been reposted hundreds of thousands of times and there must be a reason. Cinematographer and big-time commercial and film director Kenny Mumba chips in with a few questions later on in the episode. Right now, MK Maki 2 on Z Flashback. Thank you for coming to Z Flashback. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I want to start here. Um, before we get into, uh, because you're the perfect person to talk about like confidence and leadership. So those are the things that I think we'll get into after a while. But before we get there, I'm always curious about people's processes. And mm -hmm. I know you're a retiree, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> But when you write songs, yeah. uh, because everyone's got a different process, yeah. um, do you find that, um, like with me, I, I find that sometimes I get inspiration and then I'll kind of like store ideas in my head, yeah, uh, ready for the session. And here's, here's what might, might also interest you. The late Daddy Zemus, mm -hmm. he used to carry a little book mm. the time that I knew him around 94. Mm -hmm. And so when he'd be inspired, he'd write like, a sentence or a bar or whatever it is mm -hmm. and then later on when he's in studio he'll pick up the book and start finding things that are connected to what he's about to write there mm -hmm. and then so before we get into serious stuff i just wanted to know like what what is your process i want to unlock maybe uh from from the various songs that you've uh done over the years so obviously like from the dazimas times to now things have changed like mm. drastically uh, maybe he used to write because he didn't have a recorder or he yeah. couldn't record on his phone or or stuff like that. Obviously, if, if he was around now, his process would be different. Um, but also, I'd like to think there's different processes for different songs or projects. Um, there are songs, like, for example, if I'm going to do a song about uh, AIDS for UNICEF, mm then it's something that I should really think about. Okay, what demographic am I shining? What type of messaging? Uh, what's safe for them to feel like, ah, this guy, you know what I mean? Um, but also, <clears throat> there are two types of songs mainly that I work on. There are songs where it's small about what you say, not how you say it. Mm -hmm. So for that type of song, I really need to write before I, I, I figure out the melodies and so on and so forth. But there are songs where it's small about how you're saying it and not necessarily what you're saying. It's small about the, the vibe, the groove. Mm. So with that type of song, obviously, you, you just want to get the best possible beat that you can get and then write to the beat. Mm. And also sometimes what would happen is I'd write some stuff and then I'd struggle to get that stuff onto the beat. You know? Um, so I don't write. Okay. Yeah. So you I just, just go into the studio, listen to oh, Apa, mm. think of the four lines, rap it, think of the next four lines. Because okay. sometimes, even when I'm in the studio and I'm writing to a beat, yeah. by the time you are finishing your 16 bar verse, 
you can't figure out how the first bounce was the first four bars how the bounce was and if you just mess up that bounce it just it's not the same yeah yeah um also like i realized like it's it's easier for me to uh catch the vibe later when recording if i recorded stuff because it's i'm saying it the same way that i thought it mm. but if i just write it down for me to remember the actual vibe and the tone and because it needs to be like the pacing there's it the tempo it, mm, it, mm. everything is connected once you mess up one of or you can't remember how that was going it's a completely different song so here's a connected question do you when you're putting your songs together do it with in, intentionality because some of them will be performed on stage so are you doing it uh, knowing how the performance will be or crowd response are those things crossing your mind uh, when you're writing or is that secondary um both again it depends on 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 the project there are songs that um uh, like oh snap i need a summer joint i need a song yeah. for december you know so for that you um checking out what people are listening to what would be nice what would get people going and so on and so forth you're already picturing a crowd moving to that song and then there are just songs that are for me mm. you know what i mean it's just for me i don't care if whoever likes it or not it's it's yeah. really just for me and then there are songs in the middle where and uh obviously you've heard a million people say this that uh, you no know, good artists make music that uh people want to hear but great artists make music that people need to hear oh, yeah, so yeah, there are yeah. times when yeah you just get inspired and you feel like you know what it would be amazing if there was a song like this if i made a song like this mm. yeah he, he, so so i've got kenny mumba here um you know obviously the way that we conduct this is the spotlight is on you so um for anybody watching right now director kenny mumba is here and i'm also going to like once in a while check if you've got a question kenny okay but um here's i wanted to talk about confidence because in june last year mm -hmm. uba the the bank they asked me to give them a talk um during what they call the man cave mm -hmm. so they have a virtual link up with their staff uh the male staff and then they get an inspirational guy in this case it was me mm. <laughs> you know uh, to talk to them and so one of the questions that i asked and i had a slide uh mm. on the screen uh but before i put the slide on i asked him like who in your opinion is like a confident man's man kind of guy mm. so the slide i had was of you you know oh, really? but i i hadn't revealed it yet <laughs> uh -huh. and then you know in in terms of them giving me feedback your name pops up mm. so so that's just you know like laying the foundation about the perception regarding you and confidence and i think confidence is a big part of mm. who you are as as mk maki too yeah. you know and and all these things a young you was mm. a young mark you know when you think about uh, the times growing up was that always a, a feature in your life or is it something that you had to to kind of discover and implement um i think there are there are times when i have felt not so confident um but i guess the more and sometimes it's not even about pe proving people wrong it's about mm. proving yourself wrong the more you prove yourself wrong or right the more that confidence grows in you um first of all in most uh situations when i was beginning i didn't have a lot to lose if i fucked it up you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. 
it's not like there was too much on the line but also um the first time that i ever um because i think a lot of like especially our generation a lot of our music or our art form was influenced by people who were already doing amazing things so yeah. it's almost like you you worship back you know mm, what I mean? Mm, just mm. his confidence kind of is, is so infectious that you also start feeling. And we used to um, write like Tupac lyrics in school books and um, rap. And, and so somehow you tap into that person's confidence. Mm. Um, I remember the first time I ever wrote like my own rhyme was, and I guess this is how everything all began is um at the end of every term every school term would have like a variety show mm. on the closing day so um they'll do like to Marisol's like two weeks before the for the people will be dancing or rapping or whatever yeah so i went to the school hall to, just to check out what's going on so i found this kid uh who was rapping he even had a leap what do you call it? Like a lisp? Yeah. Yeah. But everybody was going crazy. <laughs> I was like, ah, but guys, that's, that's weak. <laughs> like, no, you're just hating. So I, I can't even remember, but we made some sort of stupid bet that next day I was going to come back and um, if I did better, then I don't know what stupid bet we made. Mm. So I went home and um, wrote something. I, I already knew like, 20, 30 hip hop songs. So I guess it wasn't that hard to put it together. Yeah. Uh, came back the next day, wrapped that same verse. The rest is history. And I guess um, with some of these um, uh, purpose driven careers, mm. is once you just jump, bump into it, it's, you know. You know this is it it just feels like this is where i should be yeah or at least it felt like that for me just that i don't even know if it was three minutes on stage holding the microphone mm. i knew this is what i wanted to do for the rest of my life yeah so uh basically that's how i started um like writing my own music mm. and um every time that i stepped on stage from that day obviously i was nervous as yeah yeah you still get nervous though yeah yeah. And I think it's important. Mm. Uh, I'll explain. Mm. So first of all, like the moment I stepped on stage and performed and everybody liked it, obviously my confidence in my craft really grew. And um, years later, obviously if you have a wild performance, we were like, uh, your confidence levels obviously drop. Yeah. It's, it's just like that. Um, but I think it was very important for me to really, um, and I don't know what happened or what led to it, but I had so much confidence or belief in myself that it was just infectious. Everyone around me could see that either we had a penna or a mukadi. You know what I mean? Because what, what we're doing was was different. It's like Y-Celeb. Have you heard yeah, yeah, Y-Celeb's yeah, music? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, if a foreigner comes in and you tell her, this is one of the biggest artists and they listen to his music, like, what is it? <laughs> but if you see the way people are responding and the way people 
he's influencing culture like the music culture in Zambia mm. then you know there's something here and I guess that's what happened with me like the more I put out music the more I saw people respond the more um, my confidence grew yeah. I was talking about um, basically anxiety and, and and feeling nervous before I go on stage what's important for me is is it it makes me realize that ah I actually care about this so much that I can't just go out there like, ah, okay, okay, it's time for me to go. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really care about how people are going to feel after my performance mm. um, because, you know, you're only as good as your last performance. Yeah. Yeah, you want to nail it every time because sometimes, especially now, People's attention span, like I remember, if you can't watch Tapo. Yeah. If you just give a shitty performance, it's like, ah, we watched him. He was lousy. Yeah. You know? So I'm always trying to try and make sure, like, my performance is perfect or at least give, like, the best possible um, performance. But three quarters of the time, would even, if we're not really sure of the crowd or the audience we're getting, would even make the least of the songs we're going to perform on the actual, uh, at the actual venue. Once we have a feel of because you know how it is. Sometimes yeah. very mature corporate crowd, you can't be like, we got the punk and you know. <laughs> then your music has to be and sometimes like a very yeah. young audience that they can't relate to anything you did ten years ago. Yeah. So you yeah. need to um, sing these two more ones that you've done at Pagat. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's I guess I care about it so much that it, it makes me nervous. There's a thing I read, and Kenny, you, 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 I'm sure you want to ask something, but there's a thing I read some years ago regarding uh, Chico Twala. I think you know Chico from South Africa. Yeah. So, you know, he was very big um, in the in the ni- 80s. People knew him for his own music, you know. Mm. He had like, I Need Some Money, you, and what, and all these other songs, mm. um, uh, which used to even play on ZNBC. Mm. And the interview I read was that he was in Italy about mm. to perform to a, to a crowd, but he used to get anxiety mm. before performing. And... After that performance uh, from the interview, he said no more. And that that was his last performance, like, you know, decades ago. Uh, he said he was not going to perform again. Yeah, yeah. He just stopped performing because he the, the, the anxiety or the nervousness was too much. It reached uh, a, a tipping point where he oh, didn't yeah. want to be feeling that feeling again. Yeah. And I so hear. he stopped performing. But, I mean, he's still one of the richest people because he's the one who wrote Volindela for Brenda Fuzzy. Oh, he's, still, he's still a writer. He's still yeah. a... A mogul, mogul uh, behind the scenes, and so mm. he's still been able to be successful. But performing, unless he started again, he he took a long, long break mm. uh, based on based on that. So, it's okay, just so what I didn't mention about like my anxiety on stage mm. is the moment I I step on stage and say something in the microphone, everything goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've experienced that in radio as well. As soon as you open the mic. Yeah. But but with me so 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 with me it's it's this when I was younger mm-hmm. like at school and I was in class I was class clown making jokes but behind the scenes I was being bullied behind the scenes I was like miserable mm. but because of that thing where I'm able to create a persona mm. uh, which is Mr Fun Fun that same thing translated later on in life when I went on radio. I could have like a terrible day, you know, yeah, terrible yeah. in my life. Switch on the mic, yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm that you. guy, you know. So I hear you. And I think so yesterday, yeah. uh, me and the boys had a conversation about, I won't mention which artist, but um, 
about why it's important to to knock off mm. you know what i mean like um obviously the best uh music is made when you're authentic and when you've been honest and as vulnerable as possible if you're not afraid to just show people who you are but also um this is a business and because it's a business you have to treat it as such you have to study your audience look at your tools uh study the audience and then see where you fit in and the more you put out music the more you realize like what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are where you thrive and where is is you're just useless so you minimize on your weaknesses and you maximize on your strengths and you the more you put out music the more you really customize and make this character yeah. and chances 90% of the time is a little far away from who you are really when the mic is off and everything that's and that's what i mean when i say you should be able to knock off at some point yeah yes this is it. and at some point you just become the person that you are. i think i only know like maybe three or four zambian artists who are exactly the way they are like when you just play the song just dandy daddy so and maybe general kanene everyone else when you talk to them you even like ah pilato is actually smart you know what i mean like he's but it's imagine like the early music before you actually heard pilato speak yeah imagine the idea that the image that came to mind yeah yeah but at some point alenuka and i think it's important even just for your own sanity yeah yeah i i think um for me coming up as a as a as a director you know where you create content and sometimes it works sometimes mm. it doesn't um i think it taught me a lot about myself uh, what do you think about some of the things you've gone through as a as an artist and just as as you uh, what have they taught you about yourself like your most vulnerable moments like how did they kind of elevate the person you are uh, today um First of all, I think I think I was I was really really reckless when I was younger even with my music. Um if you look at my catalog, most of the really unfiltered gangster or street stuff is 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 back in the days. And once you just pack a venue full of a lot of kids who are singing along to your music word for word. Ngola tonto nganya fe wino. Fu do I realize that? Oh shit. This is how much influence I <laughs> and usually uh when writing most of this music it's always you don't spend an hour on it you just listen to the beat and and the next day when the president or the former president sing along you're like what just happened like we just we're just playing around but <clears throat> anyway at some point you realize how impactful your music is or how impactful you are to to young people people are looking up to you and you become a little more intentional with it yeah so um it starts with you just trying to create more responsible music so uh my music has um really changed me or 
groomed me in some way because um i mean in 2009 i was already touring country i was already performing all over the place i already had kids who were really freaking out and finding out and all that stuff and um i just knew i had like an image to uphold and that image couldn't be like even now like i still get people who walk up to me and tell me like ah montuan dj chuli mbochi kadidi i didn't win a salary on set she she went over and for bala kuskud and i don't know if that's supposed to be like meant to make me feel good but it's depressing you know what i mean like it's like i want your music to be like i i've done like a number of songs and when people ask me like okay so which one is your favorite song or which one do you think is i think nangwanchinge is like one of my favorite songs not even because i liked the song but because a lot of people have like a lot of to my testimony oh, yeah. like yo that song put me through like it helped me go th- get through a lot of stuff you know what i mean so it's it's things like that that constantly remind you that hey this is bigger than you also i know a lot of rappers who are really really gifted but they are so they just rap like us we me i'm a rapper and i'm brooklyn and you know what i mean like they just they love what they do and they wouldn't change for anything and doing any commercial stuff or any they look at it like selling out you know what i mean and i look at them and i'm like bro but it's if god gave you a gift it's so selfish of you to just think of you to just make music for you and your five friends you know what i mean <laughs> you want to make music that would touch the masses and the only way to do that is to study the market see what they and i have evolved a million times but even when you listen to a amaka kwalesa song that i mixed with the, like yeah. a catholic Horror, choir yeah. uh to mamara beka some kalindula song to all these like gospel jones seven different types of genres but in all these songs you could still hear mark 2 in there mm. and that's for me it's, it's it was important because one is consistent two it's it's really honest it's who i am that i'm bringing to the um, to the song every time and two all these songs i know the target audience and i know how it's going to impact you know what i mean it's 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 important to remain authentic and original but at some point there should be a balance you should look at it as a business and also should always try and okay how is my music going to impact people how am i going to make sure it touches uh not just me and my friends but how am i being of service to my community or the world yeah so i've my music has really evolved to that wanted to find out from you now like speaking of like kokomboka and being selfish and all those kind of things mm. you are kind of you know a lot of people like you know ghetto president all all those uh things uh titles kind of just speak to the fact that you are a man of the people mm. and it almost feels sometimes that the people have shares in you you know like they yeah, own yeah. meaning that um you as a thinker you as a visionary and 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 those things i'm assuming that you need time to unplug mm-hmm. so that you can 
you know, be impactful with, with your, your message, with your vision, with mm. your purpose. But are you allowed that? Because even, you know, somebody like, uh, I'm nowhere near as, as uh, in the public eye as you. Mm-hmm. But I find it difficult to, you know, take three steps in, in, in the shopping mall without somebody, you know. So I, even if I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. I'm reminded, oh, flip, now I have to smile because, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. how are you unplugging and, and insulating yourself um, so that you you have time for you, mm-hmm. you know? It ain't right and I think it's important to have a safe space. It's important to have friends that you can be as honest with or as vulnerable as, as possible with. Um, just some friends that you can be you um, too. Um, it's it's almost inevitable every time you attain a certain level of success that you kind of attract a lot of yes men. People who worship you and tell you what you want to hear, but um, you should. There should be a deliberate realization of you surrounding yourself with people who can be honest with you. Um, also, like um, a lot of things are about perception, at least for me. In fact, even just what I'm saying here now today is is basically just my experiences. I never went to school for this shit uh, it's not gospel truth it's just like what i've learned through uh, uh, experiences so my perspective on on all that stuff on um and i'm I'm never always like perfect because like a few weeks ago a month ago two months ago i pushed some kid on on stage and <laughs> i wasn't gonna a, ask about that but while, while you're there <laughs> yeah it, it became um, a a huge thing yeah so sometimes it gets to you yeah. um but i always try and remind myself of how blessed i am to even have people who are like that who want to take a picture with you or just want to have a random conversation with you or tell you some story you don't want to hear about because <laughs> Because it could be that you are passing and people see you and just like, ah, when I'm a musician, and just don't care. You don't want to be that artist. Yeah. So it's, you should always, I try by all means to always remind myself of how blessed I am to, to be in that position. And of course, realizing that uh, negativity now thrives way more than something that's really positive. You could take a hundred pictures in a day. The moment you just say no to one person, ah, that person, first of all, I'm going to do it in you, China vlog with daddy. When I said, when I said no, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's draining, but the moment you just leave your house, you know, oh, wow. Uh, I knew what I signed up for. I, um, I belong to the people. The privacy is very limited, and try and be as accommodating as possible. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but if you don't want, ah, stay in your house. <laughs> <laughs> ah, how do you go to the moor and you don't want people to uh, like ah? <laughs> no, true man. I've got one more question. You, you've got a question. 
uh, one after <laughs> okay so so here's my last one then kenny will, will seal it off um i was listening to a snoop dogg interview uh-huh. and he was saying if you're in the business you are lucky to to have a career three years long mm. you're lucky to have a career three years long you've had one decades long i mean i, mm. I remember I, I i watched you perform in joburg like long ago um i can't remember what year that was uh yeah. that's the first time i saw you 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 know you blew up the stage and you've just had a career where each year it's a different level it's like it's like a video game you're unlocking levels <laughs> with each year <laughs> next level unlocked um but with all all these years and all these learnings what i'm finding now when i kind of from afar look at your journey mm. is that you seem to be taking up a leadership role more seriously there's mm. you know people don't know their whatsapp groups for musicians and you're mm. up in this you know giving game or talking opportunities or you know plugging conversations um and and you know you you're doing that kind of thing so how how are you viewing leadership um, as as in part of your purpose uh, as at now um first of all like um if and again it's everything is about perspective and sometimes from where you stand if you're seeing a six me i'm seeing a nine here both of us are are right or are not wrong so um there are things that i know or that i've observed in the industry and to me it's gospel truth there's something that's been tried and proven and it works and to a new kid who just they look at me like ah this one is a dinosaur you can't live you you know what i mean and they would even um prove me wrong you know what i mean like for example i look at the music industry like a like a moving train like if you study where it is today and then you want to use that information next week ah <laughs> uh, a few years ago i used to laugh at people on tiktok like ah, these are clowns I, th- i used to think it was just for comedians and dancers but now i'm struggling trying to stay afloat on tiktok because that's the biggest marketing tool for music so i believe like no matter how like music is always evolving and from where i stand the things that i know and um i believe i can pass down that uh, same knowledge that we don't start from square one like if the next kid kid at least know what i know because i think it took me took me years or decades to even know what i know like so i wouldn't want a situation where like the next kid also spends years trying to learn the same thing but i should be open to a new perspective because i don't think you should ever be so wise that you can't learn you know what i mean i've always tried to be a student of the game and always um reminded myself that no one is bigger than the industry but at some point i realized that mm, you know what my glory days are gone like all this time it's almost like just me reinventing myself and tapping into new sound and so on and so is what has even sustained me but in our industry in five minutes of fame eh uh, and when it's gone it's gone and sometimes people really become depressed and bitter if they don't see it coming when they just notice it not a boy it should always see it creeping and 
um, it's easier to evolve into something that's sustainable or something that, um, like I always give this example of Jay-Z, for example. He's still like a respected rapper, but people don't even put him in rapper conversations. They're just like, oh, ah, there's Jay-Z here. And then there's, oh, Nava. It's, he deliberately did that. You know, he's, he set himself apart. Um, so every time that I've tried to reinvent myself is basically trying to create uh, or reinvent myself into something that's more natural, that doesn't feel forced. Um, everything that I have or that I get even now is stuff that I earn. It's not like a legend's pass. You know, a legend's pass, you know, like, no, that one is an OG, it's okay, you can let him perform. No, when I'm performing, I, it's because I need to perform, you know what I mean? It's, I've earned that spot. Every single day I try and wake up and earn my, my, my place in the industry. But also, lastly, sorry, I have no short answers. Lastly, um, time. Um, Dandy, for example, Dandy is the best example for this. Dandy was Dandy 10 years before he blew up. He was doing exactly what he was doing when he blew up. The only difference is when he blew up, it was his moment. Like he had done the work. He was just waiting for that kind of opportunity. I always say when preparation meets opportunity, just magic happens. People call it luck. So at that particular point, even if you are a student, if you are a cafe, but a pain, and sometimes what happens is people move on from that also. It becomes someone else's time. And um, a few years back, I realized that you know what? I'm not small-minded. You know the reason why I haven't um, even done bigger things is because Zambian music has got some sort of ceiling. Yeah. Everything that um, here, uh, my guy here can go to a studio, record a song and take it to a radio station, they'll play it. Like there's no regulation, it's black market. You know what I mean? But when you now want to compete on a continental level, then you, re you realize there needs to be some sort of structure. You can't just be like, oh, so this is my single, this is my... No, like people have publishers they have like there's a whole lot of there was a whole team that makes that thing work the only way we can compete against you know diamond and davidos and all these people is when we put our house in order we need to put our house in order before we even start and how are you trying to make money off nigerians and south africans when you can't make money here here we have like artists who as big as whoever and the, the name and the money they make doesn't tally. You're too popular to be making, yeah, you're making a decent living, but for the amount of popularity, ah, you should be driving a Lamborghini. You know what I mean? But because we haven't put our house in order, eh, so at some point anyway, I realized that, oh, so maybe I won't be the one that will bring home a Grammy. But if I can just start up something that will make the industry favorable or will give it more uh, 
what's the word basically help create the same structure that i'm talking about so that your chances of you actually going out there and doing amazing things are, are better because at some point you can be as gifted as and have amazing music and have but at some point talent it appeared somewhere resource but if i can be a couple years ago like maybe two three years ago two companies came um in play there's a company called nexus music mm-hmm. and a company called kalandanya music promotion just two men mm-hmm. the whole landscape of the industry changed everything from branding to people's to my music video the like everything just looked like oh yes this is what an industry is supposed to are we heading somewhere and that's just like an example of if the, there's money in the industry um change for monica fat okay talent come akwata but but now that's a money you can only have it if there's certain structures um i've sat down with a lot of uh business people people with money and like oh so maktu how come our music is not on trace and on channel the way these nigerians are i mean tambako very big and tambako the road in the next week was a tambako how come i'm like a ah, big man africa coca investment industry so we are lacking abcd what 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 it's like oh okay 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 so roughly for what to start for can rushing two three four million at ah, yeah that's a good start okay Uh, there's no problem with source for that money but um how much do you charge for a ticket at a concert kwangwa how many people can come to your concert how many people stream your music and just a few questions yeah. he knows he's not going to make his he's money back. back exactly you know what i mean <laughs> so it's not that we don't have people who can invest in our in our industry we do but we haven't made it uh attractive enough to look like oh you know this is actually like a lucrative business like i can invest my money and get it we haven't made it that and believe me only us can make it that's why me i don't i, I actually love it when i hear uh, maps has bought a land cruiser and is posting it on social i'm like show biz image for industry okay at least there's money here money is moving even just stuff like the stand big jazz festival and you get our people uh stand toe to toe with neo and even maybe get a the crowd moving a little more and people really supporting like it shows you that eh hey, we were quite right now only pay 250,000 dollars 90% more than our guy <laughs> but at least kumanat you know that difference is not much yeah maybe and even for us um it's important that we we have those experiences because na ifa wenu kula manat okay chini your child was serious now man that child is like choreograph show yours it's not like he's just walking around the stage tell it's a choreography on the show and that's quite you know what i mean yeah yeah um if you witness that and you don't grow or it doesn't impact your your career then there's something wrong yeah, mm. yeah. so it's important for us to have those moments mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But it's, it's a lot. You ask yours. Um, so what would you like to see for the Zambian industry? Um, what milestones do you think we can reach? Obviously, like, um, uh, sky is the limit. Um, Sampa's song being featured on that um, Marvel Black Panther movie is just yeah. testimony that the problem is not with our music or our production or our idea. It's not. The problem is, how to package this same thing and sell it? How are we packaging it? How are we looking from people who are just... Mm. So um, I think we can do amazing things, especially now where um, every single day I get like a hundred people, you know what I mean? Wanting to do songs like every single day, like hundreds of people. At some point, I realized, you know what? If you never didn't stay, if you never can tamp your shoe back on by social media, and I'd inbox like just random celebrities all over the world, and yeah. people actually replied. You know what I mean? Like I've got conversations with like Rick Ross, the game, ABCD, Shanshi. Come on, do it. I thought, oh, I never come back to come here soon. I'd be shabalam paper. God, if we are checking, I shall win. Naturally, not checking as I got attraction, okay. Then obviously, the conversation haven't gone anywhere, but I'm just it's a small world, the whole world has become a global village, and sometimes, um, the same way that magic happened with Sampa the Great is the same way that another Zambian artist can become big globally, or like a Zambian song can become the. The potential is limitless, but we can't do these things where you just record a song and just hear, oh, this song is big in China. It has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. Right now, there's a, a song that's big in in East Africa and in China called uh, Nakaba. Have you ever heard that song? Oh. Nakawa, chai 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 nyoko, nakawa. No? No, have you heard it? No. No, we have got to Google it just now. Yeah. I'm one of my headsets. But it's um, it's a cover belt song that features dope boys. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's making waves. And Zambian music has always done that. Like, you'd find, like, K Kanyelele yeah. had, like, four million... YouTube views like when Zambia was no Zambian music video had even a million views, it was just big in seashells or Mauritius. It find ah, Mampi song while Loella plays in Atlanta in the club, you know what I mean? Roberto's Amarula is, but all those things, I don't think we made that happen. I think it was just one of those songs where you make an amazing song and people just love the song, but our friends don't do that. Our friends work on a project and they are not just going to throw it and just pray that it catches fire. They are going to make sure if they are going to buy airtime on TV stations, if they are going to get people to blog about it, people even buy bots and so on and so forth to just make sure that the, the music is out there. Somehow, that's the world we're in. If we ever want to compete, we need to 
catch up with the world. We need to have all those systems and structures. People now are even doing AI algorithm, whatever, to just push their agenda. Although if we're, we're still on, how can we make this product? You know what I mean? Yeah. How can we make this product now fly? Hmm. Yeah. I've got another. So I, I said I said last question. <laughs> so I'm going back on it. But this, this is going to be like, um, I'm bringing it down, not industry, not anything. Mm-hmm. With me, when I'm thinking about my kids entering the entertainment industry, because yeah. of what I've been through, I'm very Skeptical. kind of reluctant yeah. because of, you know, how much how much of a thick skin you have to have. Yeah. In your case, um, not even, let's not even talk about, uh, yeah, I know you're about Shifeth, but let's not talk about your children. You've got siblings in the industry. Yeah. Do you feel like a sense of protectiveness as, as you know, bro, bro, when, when social media is alight with stuff that's not true about, uh, about your siblings? Do you feel like, you know, you, are, you want to, to find whoever saying whatever and, uh, you know, lay hands? So first of all, <laughs> first of all, I think... Um, when I finished school, I, I never went to school to study music or anything because I initially loved music so much coming out of school that I really knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And unfortunately in Zambia, you have a few music schools, but they don't prepare you to become an artist. They prepare you to become a lecturer or a teacher for music. You know what I mean? In fact, I don't know a single artist who's successful in our industry who went to school and studied music. Everything else we just, we learned um, interning somewhere or a studio or studio. So I used to intern at this studio called um, Zilile Media Inc. And they had a video studio, audio studio and an internet cafe. So I got on social media like pretty early in times of high five tag word my space before facebook so even when facebook was coming on like i was on facebook before like anyone had 50,000 people following them you know what i mean so uh, because not only did my success happen gradual but also when social media was growing i was there ekonadi so, now what I want to for five, it's easy for you to sort of uh, handle that, as opposed to now what I want to hundred thousand over and the I'd hate to be Kadochi right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, when social media really become started becoming big in Zambia, it was almost like I had already become a bit thick skinned, thick skinned, thick skinned, um, such that. There are very few things that get to me. Yeah, you talk about my kids. Yeah, I have a problem, but not especially like in Zambia. If you just went to any public school in Zambia, you are teased for something. You know that you're bullied for something. What do you think I was bullied for, Nozia? Uh, we, uh, you, you tell us. <laughs> my complexion. Oh, really? <laughs> my complexion. Oh, man, which is Seriously? currency now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, today it's currency. Yeah, it is yeah. Currency. yeah. I used to call me midnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. All of us were teased for something, your nose, your mm. big forehead, what, 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 So somehow, I think um, all of us are bullied, not even physical bullying, I'm a bullies, but all of us were teased for something. And 
from the jump, almost like you've got a bit of thick skin. So only that now, it's ah, but the the frequency, especially if you are if you are like popular or if you are a non-public figure in ABC, it's almost like every single day there's someone saying some stuff about you. And the way we are wired is people can praise you all day. When one person says something, that's the thing that gets to you. Um, But yeah, for my kids, really, I... I'm really skeptical about if... um, About uh, exactly what you said. If uh, one of them wanted to be... um, you know, industry and so on and so forth. Obviously, there's some sort of guidance and whatever that has to be uh, exercised. But I know how fulfilled and happy, like music has has made me feel. It it saved my life. It's 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 been a blessing to me. You know what I mean. So if someone is really passionate about it and feels like this is my purpose, this is what I want to do with my life, if they genuinely want that for themselves. I wouldn't deny it in any way. You know what I mean? So wonderful. Right, it's been an honor to have you. We wish you all the blessings. And uh, yeah, I, I think um, it's been special just you sharing your, your story, sharing your views. So I appreciate you. We're going to give you applause. I know the few hands up in here. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. I'm um, sorry I was all over the place. but No, man, yeah. you were on point. <laughs> I think you needed to be all over the place because you kind of unlocked certain conversations that people don't don't, don't want to have and, and the honesty yeah. about it. I think it's very important. Yeah, to actually... Yeah, so again, to... Yeah. Um, to our industry heads and everybody who has uh, an opinion about um, just certain topics that I've touched on. It's, again, I I always put this disclaimer. This is just stuff that I solely believe based off the experiences that I have. From where I stand, this is what I think and this is what I think we should do. Um, if you think otherwise, great. Terms and conditions apply. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>